the thirst is real. What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Thirst. I'm your host, Neil Joshua. Today I have a very special guest, somebody that I've been following and literally LOLing on my couch while I watch Housewives or after Housewives. I love hearing your point of view, but we have Steve by Faces by Bravo here. Hey Steve. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm super excited just because I feel like you are obsessed with Bravo just as much as I am. Absolutely. And you did, you went to the Olympics of Bravo. You went to BravoCon. It was our World Series. Right. Um, you know, Literally, we've all been waiting for this moment, and BravoCon was, it did not let us down. So when tickets came out, they were super, super expensive, and yeah. I was one of the dummies that was like, let me just hold off and see like if they're going to go down or what's going to happen, sold out. Do you think it was worth the money? I know you had a press pass, but if you had to pay as a fan. So I actually was talking with people about this, because yeah. a lot of people did ask me that, and um, yes, it's 100%, but what I will say is because of some of the access I had with that. Yeah. It was similar to the VIP access. Okay. I would want the VIP for gotcha. sure because um there's two separate lines for like the meet and greets and the photo ops. Oh shit, okay. So it's the VIP you get to go right up. Yeah. And so say you're waiting in line for a long time and they say, "Oh, 2 minutes left and you were waiting in line right. and you couldn't Wait, get so there. they cut you they mm-hmm. cut the line. So you may have waited for 30 minutes but uh, not been able to get the pictures and stuff. That's heartbreaking actually. Yeah, I know. I think that had to do more with like the venue spaces not being like they couldn't have a separate photo op space. Right. It was okay. in the same um like auditorium thing gotcha. as where the panels were happening. Gotcha. So maybe if they move to LA there'll be more spaces. spaces yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um okay, so we like to break our guests in with a fun game called Who Said That? Basically very straightforward. I'm going to start off super easy and then work my way up. Okay. So I can give you the city and then you can guess. If you can't for whatever reason, I can give you options. But I think you should be pretty fine. All right. Um, okay, the first one's super easy. She makes me out to be a con woman, a liar. I didn't lie. I didn't go on a cancer scam. I am tired of it. Mickey. <laughs> she put made me out like a con woman and a liar and I didn't lie. I didn't go on a cancer Mickey, scam. You and did I'm tired lie. of it. Um, the next one's from New York. If somebody throws something at you, you have something in your hand, you're going to react. You sit there and go, oh, this is nice. No, you get attacked by water. You're going to throw something back. That would be Ramona Singer. Right, look at you. Okay, if somebody throws something at you, if you have something in your hand, you're going to react. You're going to sit there and go, oh, this is nice. No, you, you, you get attacked by water and you're going to throw something back. Okay, this is back to OC. You're a thirsty girl. You should be taking care of your baby. A little baby that's home by themselves and worrying about shit like this. This is wrong. Kelly Dodd. Yes, wow. You're a thirsty girl. You should be taking care of your baby. A little baby that's home by themselves. Then worrying about Kelly, don't freaking, go there. Then worrying don't about ever then worrying so about much like this. That's wrong. Kelly, don't ever. That's wrong. Okay, and this is going back to Potomac season one. But I just thought it was so funny. I don't know who you think I am, that you need to teach me about working. My first job, for God's sakes, was a cashier at Burger King and Taco Bell. Karen Heaver. I don't know who you think I am, that you need to teach me about working. My first job, for God's sake, was a cashier at uh, Burger King and Taco Bell. So now you understand. I understood from the beginning, Robin. I didn't need a lesson, love, and you can't teach it. Okay. 
Oh my god, you got all four. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I know my quotes. Right. And those are like, sometimes there's like Bravo quotes that get stuck in my head. And it's like a song lyric. You it be- really is. There's all these ones that um, my friends and I, we joke about it all the time. Like we're out, we're drinking. And then there's hits a point in the night where we are like, all of a sudden it's just Bravo quotes right, that just- are just coming out. <laughs> and they're like, always ones that are not necessarily like, the popular one. It's right. just like, it just, has, it catches you. Right. Um, how do you feel about Four Cities being on right now? I know a lot of people think it's a chore, but do you feel like this is, you're happy about it? I usually love when there's that right. many on. I mean, I wish I could have that much at all the time. Right. All but um, I will say this past two weeks, just because everything's been so busy, I am behind. Right. <laughs> I was okay. like catching up. On Sunday, um, I still have to catch up on Dallas, and but it it it, it does become kind of crazy trying right. to watch it all. It's a lot to do. If you're in Canada, you can catch up on our episodes on Hey You, Shameless Bug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be breaking down five iconic scenes from 2019. Steve has a list. I have a list. We're going to go from five to one. We're going to compare notes. We're going to talk about the scenes. I think there might be some crossover, which I'm excited to see. Um, so I'll kick things off with my number five. Can I make oh, a yes. quick little note? Yes. So I know we're doing top five scenes, but I do want to plug two housewives. Okay, yes. Because I think these two overall for 2019, like, killed it. Are your standouts. It's just, they were a standout. And one of them is Portia Williams. Yes. So Portia, like, for me, so since her first season in season five, I have been a Portia stan. Yes. And it's funny to me, like... I always just saw so much in Portia yeah. and like have rooted for her yeah. and I loved her and I just felt like over the seasons it's taken America a lot longer to see what we I saw at the beginning. Right, 100%. And I think she's grown into herself yep. and has really been able to showcase and be on, like unapologetically Portia. Right. And season 10 was by far her best season. Right. Is that after the lies? Or season 11, sorry, not season 10. Um, Season 11. Yeah, so season 9 was the... um, No Nini, Portia, the rape scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season 10, she came back and, like, everyone was kind of hazing her a little bit. Right, yeah. And then 11 was this past season. Um, We're on 12 airing. Yes, yes. 11, she came back. She got pregnant, got engaged. Um Everybody was like friends with her. Right. Essentially, she just had her shining season, right. and she was funny. She She's gave so it funny, comedic like relief the whole season. Exactly, and I think some of that she was in just such a good place yep. that she was able to let it all down. And I'm so happy to see that because I feel like it's taken a while for her to get that season. Right, and I think you're right when you say the audience didn't get her no. at first, and finally they're getting onto it, and we're seeing this shift of. Portia taking over Atlanta. Yeah, no, I mean, like, she, to me, is taking Nini's role right. at this point. I agree. Like, I co-sign that 100%. Nini, I know she's like, I'm the HBIC, yeah. like, all of that. I'm the OG, I made the show, but Nini's not the same Nini that made her the OG HBIC. Right. Yes. She, if she was still that Nini, then I'd say yeah, but she's, like, she's taken this new attitude that's not the funny, incredible Nini that we right. all loved. She's not light. She's no. very, like, heavy in terms of darkness around her. And, and I she, wish she would just be open more about it, mm-hmm. then it's just coming across wrong. And she's she's let that, 
they all get to her head right. in a bad way. Yeah. So. It's tough to watch a little bit, but, yeah. and we got to co-sign that. Yeah. Who was your second husband? And then my second one was Sonia Morgan. Okay. So Sonia, again, I think she had her best season yep. out of all 11 seasons that have happened. Um, she had the most effortless comedic relief right. through all of the whole season. <laughs> she was constantly making you laugh with it, just her like one liners, her quirks, her drunken antics. Right. Like there were, a few, you know, like Sonia was introduced in season um, three and as we've seen the seasons progress, you know, she went through a lot of different hardships and right. there were some darker things. And it, we, there were times where you were like, Oh, is she okay? Is that thing? Right. And now like, she's kind of got over that hump and then now she's just hysterical. And I right. think she's really owned that character for New York. Yeah. And, I- Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, she's similar to Portia in the sense of, like, mm-hmm. they were both living this life of being a Morgan or mm-hmm. being the wife of Cordell, and now they're, like, authentically themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think um, for her, she just, she didn't really have any drama last season yeah. as far as, like, nobody was mad at her, but yeah. and she was just so funny to watch, and right. it was <laughs> it was perfect. So I wanted to give her, like, a star for the year as well, because right. and- she was great. She also helped mediate between Lou and the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that she was Peacemaker for a season was, mm-hmm. like, interesting to watch. And it, the way she did Peacemaking was really... She was a smart ass about it, too. Right. Like, she'd be, like... <laughs> she'd still, like, stir shit up, but, right. like, also try to make peace at the same time. Yeah. It was great. Like, I loved it. <laughs> oh, my God. I co-signed both of those housewives. Yeah. Um, okay, are we ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I'll go first with number five. One of them is also my standout housewife, but it's Tinsley Mortimer's clown breakdown I'm miserable I'm literally miserable I'm miserable Kinsley listen to me you know what I think I think then that you really should just be finished with the whole Scott thing just be finished with it you need to move on Kinsley <laughs> yes. I just feel like for me, I loved Tinsley when she got on, but it was hard to root for her because she wasn't getting in the mix enough. And I feel like this past season, she let her hair down a little bit. And then that meltdown was such a like genuine meltdown. And it was with Dale. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. if Dale wasn't there, it would have been kind of like hard to watch. But yeah. watching her meltdown in front of Dale in a full clown get up, it, it, it's like hard to laugh, but like feel bad for her all at the same time. It was mm-hmm. like one of my standout scenes. So I think what's interesting with Tinsley is like, she's the young one in the group. Right. And it's so, it almost is like when Dale's there, it's like, should Dale be the cast member? Right. Should she be the housewife? Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> hey, she's moving to Chicago, so maybe Dale will take over. Oh my God, knows? I would die. I, w- I mean, I'd be here for it. That would be a smart casting because her and Sonia get along, Dale. So. And it just, it may, it honestly does make more sense. I right. do like Tinsley. Um, I just think, I don't, I think there is just this little, she's, she's separate from the group. Right. Not a perfect fit exactly i'm excited that leah mcsweeney is coming on as her friend right to help kind of balance out a little bit yeah and they were like they're like signing her up full-time cast member mm-hmm. they announced her at BravoCon. Mm-hmm. do we have any dirt on her like do you think she's gonna bring it yeah i think she's so i've heard um some rumblings that she is a firecracker okay, she good. is a badass bitch essentially good. yes um 
so her and then the, actually the one that I'm really excited about that's supposed to be a friend right. or a guest is Elise Slane. Right, the brunette, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen like the articles on her? No, I haven't. Oh, so she was married to this like Wall Street guy okay. that got like in trouble with like allegedly like embezzling or oh, um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So he um, cooperated with the government to like take down all these people that were um, I forget what oh God, what crimes is... he was doing. Right. There's all these articles and um, it's fascinating. You need to, I'll send you okay, the articles yes, because they're I'm like bring her on full time. Right. I want like Ramona Singer to like bring it all out. Right. <laughs> right. Expose her. Even and... though they're friends. Like, I, you know, Ramona will still like bring it out at some point. Right. Oh my God. Okay. That makes me happy about New York. Cause I'm still like healing from the loss of Bethany. <sighs> That's interesting. I have. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I just feel like as a millennial, everybody's had that millennial Tinsley breakdown at yeah. some point. So I, it was a magical moment for me. What is your number five? My number five, it's sort of like a tie, for, comes from Jersey. Okay. Is Jackie versus Teresa slash okay. Marge, your husband's in the pool. Right, okay. I think you're the one emasculated now, shithead. Your husband's in the pool. What? Who threw my husband in the pool? Me and my husband. So Jackie versus Teresa, I... I'm a Jackie Stan, and I know I, I know I'm like one of the few. I think right, yes, but no. So this was a very important scene for me because, okay. so you know, I've been watching Jersey since the beginning, and seasons three through five were very challenging for me because yeah. Teresa, as much as I love her, is so frustrating to watch. Right, because like she can't see when. Like, she, she has double standards, or, like, she's right. being hypocritical, and, like, it's... It's hard to root for her. It's hard to root for her, because right. you're... And you're, like, how are you watching this back and, like, not seeing... Um, so, I mean, I get that the whole family thing, that would be really hard to do in front right. of a national television, but what I love that Jackie did was she used Teresa's logic on Teresa. Yeah, okay. And Teresa got pissed about it. And I'm like, that's the point. That's the point, Yolanda. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are, once your logic is turned on you, yeah. then you're like, that's fucked up. Right. But, it's a realization moment, but too. But she doesn't get it. Like, she doesn't, she, she took it to the point, like, you brought up my husband. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It wasn't about that. It was about, you know, she was saying, you think Melissa can control her husband. Yep. Well, can you, could you have controlled Joe? Right. And oh, so haunting. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it, no one's done that to Teresa. Right. And I, you have to give Jackie, pro people are saying, oh, she came in just to like take down Teresa or like start a feud for attention. It was not that. I don't She think so. literally was defending Melissa and used Teresa's own logic against her. To prove a point. To prove a point. And I think people need to like take the blinders down and yeah. stop saying all of that nonsense. And really look at what was said. Yeah. Not because, you know, not throwing jail in her face. Right. No one wants to do that. Yeah. She was, Jackie was just trying to essentially facilitate the argument to help her understand. Exactly. And then Teresa took the job on a surface level. Exactly. 
I just think, yeah, I'm one of those, I like what Jackie brings to the show. We need Jackie. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm one of those Teresa Blinders people. Oh. I'm like, she can do no wrong, queen. See, I've always been team <laughs> Melissa. Like, I am, Melissa's my girl. Right, yeah. I do like Melissa too. And I, I do like that they're getting along. Like, I'm, I'm happy that that storyline's expired. That needed to wrap right, up. Right, yeah. So that, and that, by the end of season five, I honestly was like, exhausted right. because it was just too much and like yeah. you know it was it was too much well yeah that's a great scene and your husband's in the pool too iconic. i mean iconic like they literally she he was talking about how margaret emasculates joe and she throws him in the pool <laughs> and she goes well now you're pretty emasculated right <laughs> i think i i'm not a marge fan <gasps> but what marge did last season the work, the one-liners, and the moments that she brought us, I was like, it's hard not to, like, stand her. So she won me over last season, but I'm, like, mad at myself. I'm so curious how you're not a Marge fan. So, and I don't know what it is. I just feel like she's always on, in a way. And I respect that. I just feel like we haven't gotten, like, a human marge moment like i get like her her moment that people were supposed to relate for her is her kids storyline which is obviously tragic and fun mm -hmm. but i just want to i don't want to see her on all the time i would love like a, an audio footage that leaked or like a behind the scenes she just always seems jersey on so just from like interacting with right. her she really is like that though really like, yes that's her? yes okay yeah. so like I don't think that that's her trying to be on. Okay, I think that's just her. Okay. And I I don't know. I love that about her. I think um, Marge, so I've actually, in my head, I've come up with three housewives that literally, I think, seamlessly transitioned into a housewives franchise really late in the game. Right. Marge was one of them. Yeah, you I would agree with You that. would look at her and say, you could be an OG. Like, right. If you didn't know any better, like if you didn't watch the shows. Yeah. She seamlessly came in as if, and that's one of them, that I just think she's was the perfect fit. Right. Who are the other two out of curiosity? Shannon Bedore. Yes, and Dorinda. Um, and Dorinda Medley. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I co-signed that for yes. sure. Um, okay, I'm going to do my number four. All right. So my number four, this whole episode was one of my favorite episodes of all 2019. It's um, the Miraval episode of Orange cool. County. I loved this episode mostly because the Gina versus Emily was like an unexpected B storyline that I mm -hmm. really liked. But really the moment of the episode that I was like literally laughing so hard and replayed was when Kelly calls Shannon and Tamara on the way back from the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so screw loose. Right. That's it. And just lets them have it. Like her going to Tamara, you're really going to subscribe to this. <laughs> I love Kelly Dodd so much. Right. She it is perfection never get off my tv right and what i love about her is that she's not calculated no like the other women are a little calculated and i love that it's been flipped like the other women thought that kelly dodd was going to be the villain and america was going to hate her this season she's the fan favorite and she doesn't try so hard she's literally herself yes and that's the thing that like the other castmates need to really think about when they're doing things and doing the show is Kelly is like, I'm a ride or die for you. Right. And I like, if you cross me, that hurts me. And when I get hurt, I lash out. Right. So if you're going to cross her, know you're going to get that. The expectation, return. you know, yeah. what's up with her. A hundred percent. I'm excited too, because this episode also, I feel like was a 
start and shift of like the gene not gina emily bronwyn and kelly like trio Mm -hmm. it was like they stayed in that house together and i feel like i hope towards the end of the season we see them take over as like the trace amigas and they're the three that i want to see on my tv yeah i have a good feeling that those three will be back for sure right um i mean i'm i think that they they have a lot to offer for the show and i think it'll be great yeah, I mean, the screw loose moment was just so That was funny. incredible. <laughs> what did he tell you? There's a screw loose? Right. Like, and she was so, like, and she's just so quick with it. Right. Another thing from Miraval that I was obsessed with was um, when Tamara was treating Vicky essentially like a dog and saying, you have to stay in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and Vicky walked out and she's like, no, get back in there. And Vicky's just in there yawning for like 20 seconds. Right. <laughs> I, that was a great moment. I love the Miraval trip because I was been anti Orange County. I was like, after last season, I'm like, I'm done. Cancel it. And then this kind of episode breathed the new life into it for me. This season has brought Orange County back because right. I was in a slump with Orange County. Yeah. Like, it's been tough the past few right. seasons. It's just, they need, they really need to go in a different direction. Yep. And I think this was the season where they're like, all right, we're testing out, you know, we have some new, you know, Bronwyn's new, but like, and we still have the rest of the cast. And then we have the Trace Amigas. Yep. Which direction are we going to go after yep. this? Se- this is kind of a transition season. Yeah, it was and a I, test season mm-hmm. in a way. I, th- I have a feeling Vicky's gone at this point. Yeah, I think so too. And which I'm is fun. here for that. Yeah. It feels younger. It feels fresher with like Gina. Mm-hmm. Well, not really Gina, but Kelly and Bronwyn and Emily. And I, I'm really like... Vicky's another one that I'm... It's hard for me with, to... But like I do love her and respect her, but... Um, she makes it challenging to root for her a right, lot. Yes. But what really disappoints me for her is she, you know, she got her demotion this season. Yeah. She could have really used this season to like be a better cast member right. versus being a shitty person right. and a shitty friend <laughs> because now she's going out with this as her last, potentially her right. last season. You're right. And do you want that to be your legacy as the OG of the yeah. OC? I mean, there's a chance she might be back, but I don't, I mean, I don't feel like she will. She doesn't make sense anymore. Right. And you have to look at somebody like Lou that took that demotion and just played her cards well, right? Mm -hmm. And now I can't picture New York without her. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Vicky, I mean, she fucked up a potential opportunity to win her way back. Exactly. Like, and yeah, I'm just very disappointed that she just really gets, she continues to go below the belt. And it's just, and she is another one that just doesn't see it. She's like, what do you mean? (laughs) I didn't say that I, she pushed her mother down the stairs. You just said it. You just did. You literally just said it. Oh, she's the worst. Um, What's your number four? My number four is a blend of Ferroni. um, Okay. Just the drunken antics in the Berkshires in Miami. This coffee, that's the same you see in my house. And I have these expensive family pieces. She's losing it again. We gotta get her out of here. You don't touch the f***ing Morgan letters! <laughs> okay, oh, so... Berkshires, I forgot about the that. The Berkshires, you know, it's a staple now. Um, I love that the Berkshires... Started in like season six with Heather, right? And like Ramona was like, "I hate the Berkshires. You don't. If you don't yes. have money, you have a house in the Berkshires." <laughs> and now it's like they have to go to the Berkshires. Right. Like it's amazing. But um, you know, we have Sonia with her lesbian persona right. coming out when she's drunk. We have 
her picking up Coco yeah. and holding the dog like across her chest. Um, don't touch the Morgan letters. Right. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot about the scene. Ramona showing up in her negligee. <laughs> and then, um, so the funny thing about that was like, I remember when they were filming it yeah. and Bethany was posting right. all these stories. I just remember re- re- screen record, I, screen I record, the same screen record. Thing. It's like, you can always watch it at any right. point. And that was the perfect trailer for the season. Oh, so I was good. like so excited for Roni. A hundred percent. And then Miami, like again, Sonia just killed it. <laughs> you know, Raj, Tage. Oh yeah, that Taj, poor man. That poor man. Tage. Yes. Taj, not Tage. Tage. You said no. Tage. 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 It's, it's Tage. Like rhymes up page yes, or rage. Okay. And then my personal favorite, Dorinda teaching the pre-dress drink. Yes, the pre-dress. Let's do it a little bit heavier pour than you did, uh, just to make it snappy, make it good. A little bit extra lemon. This is called the pre-dress drink. Okay. Okay. You don't know what you're dealing with here, do you? No. Just a splash of water. (laughs) Just... A little bubble. <laughs> that gif of her holding up the drink, too, is it's perfect. So, and, like, at the end, she's, like, taste. And right. then she's, like, praying and, like, <laughs> so proud of herself. And then she walks away and she's, like, that's it. That's it. And like, she, you know she's, like, tanked at that right. point. Like, she does not need another drink. But uh, she just made herself a heavy pour drink. Yeah. Uh, the pre-dress drink. The pre-dress drink. I mean, I stand. Right. Ugh. Um, okay, my number three is kind of like not, uh, it's more of a personal moment just because it made me feel things, is um, Kenya and Portia sitting with their babies. Like, we have our babies. What is life? You know what? It's crazy. You just never know. Thank you, boo-boo. You know, I've been appreciating you texting me and we be talking about the babies and stuff like that. Like, it's been very nice. I really do have love for you. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I want you to, to know that. I just, like, I loved Kenya separately, and I loved Portia separately, and I remember, like, going online. This is before we had, like, the Instagram and the blogs and stuff, but trying to figure out if we lost Portia forever. You know what I mean? Because Kenya was like, you're fired. Fire her. You know what I mean? And I was, like, sad about that, and then I was like, are they both going to be fired? So the fact that we lost Kenya, Portia got demoted for a season, and then now they're back carrying Atlanta on their backs with their babies but then what also makes it so sad is that these men are such idiots so the scene of them holding their babies and like being friends instead of fighting I was like that's actually a really beautiful way to put that right it was like so special just because especially Atlanta and like we see this on a lot of reality shows that like black women on Married to Medicine they're always like we have to be intentional about not tearing each other down so the fact that Kenya and Portia are doing this is is a leading example and I love it. Married to Medicine might be my favorite. Right. Show. Oh, me too. It is literally and if you don't watch it, you're missing out right. and you should start from season 1 and watch it because these women, not to go off topic, yeah, but, no, but I like love it. they're so dynamic, they're so authentic and they have these real friendships that make all of the drama so much more real. Right. And then on top of that, they bring all of their family struggles and relationship struggles and bring it all out there and it it helps people that are maybe going through that yeah i i learn like how to be in a relationship sometimes from the way that they talk to each other 100 percent. and i love that their men don't have solo confessionals yeah i love that the women are in the confessionals with them because you get this authentic moment of their interaction which i love um 
now with Portia and Kenya. So <laughs> I don't know if you've seen, but I've I'm always been anti Kenya. Really, I am one of the few. I feel like um, Kenya's always ruined Atlanta for me. Shut up. Which I know that is a opinion, right? Um, that's a hot take. So Kenya to me. I've always felt is inherently evil. Like to she her is, core. To her feel? core. Okay. I like that's the only housewife that I literally can say like I really did not like. Right. And okay. I like can't get behind her and she actually changes the show dynamic for me. Interesting. And part of that is I'm such a I love Portia so much. Right. And I felt like she like I blame the whole physical thing on Kenya Moore. Oh, I, I agree. I agree with that statement 100%. It, it drives me crazy how she's one of those people that can like just egg you on, egg you on. Yep. And, and then again, not expect a consequence. Like right. <laughs> don't put a bullhorn in my face calling me a hoe and then a scepter and expect nothing to happen. Right. And she did it to Portia, the one that would pop off. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. And then she continually, uh, season after season, would still like try and egg on this like anger management type stuff yeah, and like yeah, be yeah. like oh you you went the anger management you should be fine like you know it's like girl stop and yeah. then on top of that she cannot i hate when a housewife can't admit they're wrong like yeah. even when they show footage at the reunion and they still try to spin it right. i'm like <laughs> oh my god like oh my god apologize just right. we like when you're messy but then just apologize just own up to it but what I will say is I am – she's giving me some new life this season. The new and I'm, Kenya. And I'm having – I'm opening up to her. Okay, good. So, that excites me. Yes. I am I'm very much – and I felt really weird after watching it because, like, I'm okay with her this season. Right. She – maybe motherhood changed her. I don't know. She does seem different. I will say that. And I think not having the underlying hatred that she had for Phaedra – right not there i miss phaedra every day bring back phaedra bring back phaedra i'm curious to see if she's gonna channel that energy to eva now yeah you know she's gonna she'll pick someone i think it'll be nini though nini oh yeah yeah. we already know this they have an explosive fight in greece oh my god i can't wait to see that hi guys support for today's episode is brought to you by hey you hey you has top shelf reality content with over 6,000 episodes from over 200 shows we're talking the kardashians the real housewives including the international franchises because if you have not gotten into the real houses of melbourne you need to and you can stream it from your tv your ipad even your phone my favorite feature is the download and go option because you can be on the subway where there's no wi-fi and be keeping up with kim it's pretty awesome Lately, David and I have been falling asleep to true crime. There's literally all types of reality TV on here. So check it out. You can get a free month on us by going to www.heyyou.com backslash thirst. Thirst is with a Y. Um, what's your number three? All right. My number three, my heart, Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, God. Um, yes. It's kind of like a duo. It's okay. not because they weren't, they were sort of related, but they were separate. Um Ashley versus Candace, Monique versus Candace. Or, yeah, Monique versus yep. Candace. Okay. So, Ashley versus Candace, we have the dinner party. Right. Mind your business. Candace, are you really. Mind your business. Honestly, you're, you're telling me business? that you know exactly you what my body is feeling? No, when I don't. When your mom is no, still taking care of. No, I'm in your not. mama's house you, right you. now. You will not talk about my mother. Do not ruin your mom's house. Don't ruin your mom's house. You will not talk about my mother. And you know. So Candace this whole time has been talking about how like 
well, are you really trying to get pregnant? Like, right. you're drinking, you're drinking. One thing that I think that people maybe are missing on what Can- Candace's delivery is terrible. Right. Yes. What she was trying to say, especially at the beginning, but then I think she sort of flipped and just forgot what she was trying to say was, you're telling me all these times, like, I'm not drinking, but yeah. then a minute later, you're getting blackout drunk. Right. <laughs> so she's saying, like, you're giving mixed messages. What are you doing? Like, what do you want? But then it turned into, like, are you actually trying to get pregnant? Right. And with, that's, like, none of your business, right. first of all. It's not that's a fight that you shouldn't be worried about. Like, and it's an insecurity of hers that she mm-hmm. hasn't gotten pregnant. It's, yeah. this is my number two. So we might as well just oh, talk, yeah, about, let's it just talk about it. Um, but I, so I think that's where like, she could have been fine. Had she not turned it into like you, you're drinking. How are you going to try and get pregnant? You, it's, you're a fraud. Right. You're a fraud. And um, then faking the miscarriage. Like how fucking, that's like a deep cut. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I was dying whenever, was, I know it's, it's a terrible thing, but like when she was saying, you got on the mic, right. Ashley got on the mic, <laughs> like Candace, she is a little chihuahua that will right. go and she's another one that knows how to egg things on. Right. Um, however, she, that was not a battle she should have taken. Right. And it wasn't the time either. No. Um, but there's so many good moments, like when Ash is like, "Let's talk about the elephant in the room," and Ken is like, "The elephant's, <laughs> elephant's on, on the, the table." table. <laughs> so here's another thing, my opinion of at least from last season. Um, I, I know so many people hate Candace. Like, uh, yeah. I feel like she just does not have a fan base. Right. What I will say is, people can't appreciate what she brings. Like, I know there's a what. She, it's hard to like root for her in a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. But. That, that last season, what she brought was a lot. Right. I, I was she, into it. I, I As much as like the sh- they were shitty things, yeah. she brought a lot to the show. She, dro- she drives story, too, She a did. Lot. Um, I think that's, yeah. I think I understand why people get upset about her because she comes off very, you know, bratty. Yeah, immature. But I also think showing the relationship with her and her mom was very telling. Right. It we was didn't like, get that in her first season. Yeah. It's dark. And it shows why she is the way that she is. And you can't really hold it against her too much because that mom's a monster. Like she's a therapist. Right. That's the haunting part of it all. All of it is very dark. (laughs) So crazy. And like, I need that wrapped up. (laughs) I need mama mama drama wrapped up because, but I know she's been, Dorothy's been filming a lot. So I mean, she's back. But um, that, and then, yeah, I mean that whole throwing the butter knife and I was dead over that. I mean, like, that was a moment. So good. And my favorite is when Katie tells Ashley to come back in the house. Like, Katie was doing some back work that wasn't appreciated. I literally have a section from Katie on this because it was, (laughs) not only did she, like, before she left, she brought Monique over and was like, the reason why I wear headscarves is because I don't have air conditioning. (laughs) Like, and we're just, like, totally missed. Like, and then she's in the car with Ashley and she's like, um, so is he gay? Right. Is Michael like, gay? No. Does he hook up with guys? No. So he just said I'd suck his dick? I don't think he said that. What's the big deal about saying it? Maybe it's an Australian thing. Like, she literally gave zero fucks. Right. And was just, like, laying, you know, on her phone, just saying all the, without right. trying. And it was no shade intention. She was, like, genuinely, no. like, these are She's facts. Like, is this true? Just, like, whatever. Um... 
But um, do you, oh, do you have any more about no, that? I was just gonna say I love the Karen Huger clap. Karen Huger is a national treasure. <laughs> right. Um, she's just she's so perfect. Uh, she's so funny and just her mannerisms. You're right. right. It's just she's got it. And that's some of the best housewife work. Is if you're not in the mix, your reactions is what helps make the show funny. And her like clapping and like yes. rolling her eyes and stuff was just so great. And during and like her and Monique talking about, can we get the food at right. least? Can like we get the salad first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Monique's like pregnant and she's like, I'm ready to eat. Right. Like, come on. But then like with that, Monique versus Candace. This breaks my heart because. Right. They were such good friends. Right. And I love this friendship because this was a friendship I felt that could rival the Green Eye Bandit. And this, we needed that. I need... Well, first of all, Monique is, to me, the star of Potomac. Me too. I, I think agree. she is... She embodies Potomac. She is Potomac. I think she brought came on in season two... I honestly believe her coming on the show changed the trajectory she saved it of the franchise. Yep, I agree. Um, because she just, she brought in so much. Yep. She's wealthy. She's gorgeous. She has a beautiful family. They yep. have a great family. And, but she's also like shady as hell, which right. is, but like in a good way, not like funny in a, shade. Funny too. shade. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anywho, this frustrated me because like, Candace was saying, you're taking Ashley's side. You're taking Ashley's side. No, I'm telling you, I'm not co-signing what you're doing to Ashley. This is what they, she, Ashley did to me last year. Right. I'm not okay with it. <laughs> I'm trying to help you not look like an asshole. Right. That's a friend. That is a friend. Right. Like, and I, to me, like, even with Candace on Twitter during all of that, even just watching it, right. she can't see it. Right. And that is like, to me crazy yeah and monique wholeheartedly has candace's back or had had no and like they were such good friends and i am devastated to see that friendship me too i'm just i was excited for the shift of the green-eyed bandit being mm -hmm. the duo for them to be the duo that was the duo i needed we're robbed of it i know and so drag me monique was honestly a wonderful moment. Right. For and me. it was very foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We ready for that? Ready. Yeah. Can't wait. I'll drag you pregnant and all. Oh <laughs> or Karen, get off me. I'm gonna throw this bottle at her head. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's so it's so great. I love the Potomac women. Right. And in as much as you're right when you say you love or hate Candace, she was interweaving stories and like pulling these women sometimes out of their character in a way that's entertaining to watch. Yeah. I'm my, um, my love for Candace is kind of gone now. Right. Right. Um, so in a way. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm very disappointed because I mean, the way things are going for next season is just, it's, it's really disappointing. Uh, yeah. I can't even, but like, we won't even get into right, that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was my number two so what's your number two bethany versus luann in miami oh my god that's my number one ah! <laughs> i did your intervention while my guy died of a drug overdose and you haven't asked not. how i am hi he died of course I he's in the ground you. he's I like no you haven't no I you have haven't definitely. you're in a one time my, i'm going through a lot and come to my thing and cab 
Cuban cabaret upstate and cabaret, cabaret, cabaret all day. Life is not a cabaret. You never asked about Dennis. You never asked. You never asked. Of course I did. No, you don't. No, you don't. Every day it's about you. For cabaret, you left I needed to go and do that. I got it for free. You're sick. I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So that was incredible. Right. So for Beth, we talked about, you were talking about Bethany before yes. you're, you're mourning, but you're Bethany last. For me, I'm not mourning. You're not. I, I like Bethany. Yeah. Um, I thought this was Bethany's best season. Again, right. I had another, like, I feel like there, there was some people that had their best seasons this And yep. I think she left at the exact time she needed to. She went out with a bang. That's a bang. for sure. She, so my struggles with Bethany in the past few seasons has been, she likes to, when she's in a feud with somebody, at the, it starts right at the beginning. She tries to ice them out. And I right. hate that. Yeah. Like, film with them. I'm sorry. Right. You're, you're, this is your job. And she, I felt like she could dictate too much of where the storylines were all yeah. going. She had and too much power. In too a much power in a way. And I, I don't like that. Yeah. I, I, if you're able to manipulate that that way, I, that just rubbed, like the way she iced Sonia during Tipsy Girl, Ramona, whenever Ramona was an <laughs> asshole. Right. Um, like, it just, it was a pattern. Right. And she'd be like, I'm not filming with them. Or I'm not showing up. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's your, your job. job. Show up. Yeah. You don't have to, I mean, you're going to be in situations that you don't want to be in, but right. this is what you signed up for. Yeah. Um, but this season, I felt like she didn't have any of that moment. She was the peacemaker. Right. She was softer because she was mourning such a hard, hard yeah. oh thing. Oh my God, I forgot about that at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I mean... She was in a, and then she, Luann and her have a tumultuous history. And she was the one that basically came in and saved her. Right. And like a haunting quote from that, um, that big like rant she did was like, um, what was it? Um, my, oh, do you understand I did your intervention? My ex-fiance died of an overdose, and you haven't even checked on me. Right. Like, like dark. And that's like a, real. Right, a deep-cut fight. Because a lot of times in New York, we get surface-level fights that are just funny, stupid, drunk moments. But this was a real cut. And I feel like that was Bethany's realization of it all, too. I mean... So I've always said Lou, I think, has had the most iconic evolution of a housewife. (laughs) Because if you look at her from season one to where she was midway and then where she is now, it's just like, (laughs) it's wild. But Lou Lou was always almost in a positive way. But until last season, this is... I hope things turn around because like... It has to for her because she will be iced out by the fans. I mean... Did you see like her interview um, on Wendy Williams? Yeah, that didn't she, give me any hope. Either, I'm like, actually. oh my god! <laughs> me and Andy did watch It Happens Live. What about the 77 other right. Bravo celebrities that were there? I closed out BravoCon with the oh, show. It was so cringy. <laughs> I don't blame Luann though. In a way, I think that she has a gaggle of gays or a team around her that is hyping her up to this level that is toxic for her. Like, a real friend would kind of ground you. Like, girl, come on. You shouldn't have said that. Like, there's ways to... Do you get what I'm trying to say? I do. She has, like, a hype team that I think is just taking her head to a place that's, like, way too inflated. I could see that. But I also could see that, like, there was a mental shift, I think, after all of this. And I think her needing to do the sobriety. Yeah. She, instead of, like, 
being carefree and whatever, she was focused on this one thing. And cabaret gave her this, like, it was almost an addiction. Right. I get what you're saying. And she focused it too much in a way that it, like, now she's like, that's all she sees. And she can't see anything around her. And it's almost a behavior of narcissism. Like, where you can't see what you're doing and projecting onto other people. And you're all in yourself. And I think it's going to be dangerous for her if she, like, she needs to, I, lo- I think she should do cabaret. That's right. great. But she needs to, like, relax a bit. Tone it down Tone a it, lot. Like, and think about the people around her that has supported her, especially right. Beth. Like, her going after Bethany still right. is shocking to me. The, the girl, like, found her in a negligee running in a field. Right. Got the cops to not record anything so she wouldn't get arrested. Got lawyers to her house on a Sunday. Like, rehab for free. Rehab for free. Like, that that rant was incredible TV right, and right. should go down in history. And I think the best supporting actress in that all was Tinsley, Tinsley. like hyping her up. And yeah, I'm drinking hey, Luann. Oh, the other thing with Bethany, and this I thought was, and like you can't even write this shit when she took the martini glass. Look at your reflection. Right, yes. Using an alcoholic glassware right. for her to look at her reflection. Like... That was insane. Right. That's like, and like she didn't even plan it. It just happened. And it was like, oh my God, that's incredible TV right there. It was like Shakespeare writing. Yes. Like if it that, and I will say you're right in the sense that Bethany left leaving it all on the table. Yeah. She can, she'll always be able to come back. Right. Of course it wouldn't be weird to see her just pop in for something. Like if production really wants her to come, they'll pay her the bucks. Right. She'll come back, and I again, like I, I just think she left on a really, really high note. Yeah, I think she'll be back. I also think, and you might weigh in on this, but we're seeing a shift in Housewives, mm-hmm. where it was like trash reality TV, nobody wanted to own it. Now fans are owning, I'm obsessed, I love Bravo. Mm-hmm. And then now mainstream media is really eating up Housewives, that mm-hmm. these women are becoming celebrities. Yeah, So sure. I think that she will be back. I think she will see that she hopped on the train a little bit too early. Yeah, I think it yeah, it'll be interesting to see when and ha- what capacity right. and how like if she is she going to come back right o- at a full-time capacity or will she like trickle in a little and like, then come back full-time or I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but yeah. I definitely don't think it's the last we'll see of that. Yeah, I agree. Um okay, so then now all we're left with is your number 1, which <sighs> I'm so curious to see what it is. Ah. <sighs> Real Housewives of New Jersey, The Brawl in Cabo. Oh my God. Yes. Cause that was 2019. Like, so when I was, so I actually had to re I like had these, I, I made a list of scenes and stuff that I right. thought would be in my top five. And I did go back and watch and I'm sorry. That scene was wild. Right. And everybody played. Everybody a had a part in it. And I literally was watching it last night. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it just starts. Danielle starts with, <laughs> well, you were saying shit about Jennifer and then that about, about Marge. And then she throws the deep digs about, you know, your kids don't want to see right. you. That was not okay. It was terrible. And then Teresa was taking Danielle's side. Right. And then Marge got pissed about that. And then she threw the wine at Danielle. Danielle threw the glass back. Right. And then we got... It's not over. <laughs> no. And then we got Melissa versus Teresa because she's like, this one's got That's you go- spinning in circles. Right. You don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> and then Melissa versus Jennifer. And Jennifer broke a glass as right. if she was going to cut her. Right. And um, then Dolores was like, In Jennifer's face. Crazy. Right. Like, 
it there was so every single person was involved in that yep. and i would have killed to be a fly on the wall oh for my that. god can you imagine like being uh, that was insane and while we're talking you know jennifer i feel like people are either i love jennifer i love jackie yeah. i love them both i love jennifer. they bring two completely different personalities right and they were the jersey cast last season was absolute fire right and i'm Perfect. so glad that they brought them all back yep. and we didn't need anything else like yep. they brought it and it's going to be even better this season i think so too and i think that this this is where because jackie kind of had her iconic moment to, like going toe-to-toe with Teresa, so like she had her fan base developed but this is i feel like when jennifer like elevated her status in a way by breaking that glass she slowly i think over the season like people did not get her at first yeah. and they had a very <laughs> dark or terrible reaction to her i felt but they, they just could not like get her they couldn't see and i feel like cameron sort of gets this sort of yeah edit. that's a like, good way of people putting it. don't see when there's like a caricature of someone right it's not like necessarily i mean maybe she is that way in real life but like it's great tv right like be able to appreciate that for the show. Right, what they're bringing. And I think that you have to look at Cameron and Deandra, two newbie additions, perfect fit. Jackie and Jennifer are the perfect fit, almost like Kenya and Portia when they joined Atlanta. Exactly. They br- Season five with those two, like they brought a whole different right. energy. You're right. Like those two really were such a great fit. And I, I mean... I'm so ready for it. Right. I'm excited. And I think that, thank God, Jersey is back and giving us what it is. And on top of that, we're also getting the deportation fly-in at the end of the season. Like, we're on track for, like, an epic Jersey season. I mean, it's going to be insane. And Jersey, like, has lost a lot of its viewership, which is so disappointing to me because even through the dark seasons, I make it through. Me too, yeah. (laughs) You got to forge through because there's going to be seasons that aren't going to be great. You know, Beverly Hills has let me down a lot, and right. I'm still forging through. But um, Jersey is back, and I yep. think people that are not watching it are missing out on old school Housewives that was what they loved right. from the start. Because there was a lot of components that kind of took Jersey off. Like Dolores and Siggy, we just needed Dolores. Mm-hmm. And I think we needed Dolores through Teresa. And now that we're seeing that, it's like, now I get it. So, like... I think Siggy was fine her first season. Her right. second season, she was so unhinged right. that it was like, again, she just was not ready for reality TV right. or something because it was just, it was almost like something was loose and you, you, you again, like could not separate, like could not see reality. Right. There was all. something going on that. Like, I mean, she laid great. in the middle of the floor. That's all I wanted. Like, that's all. I, <laughs> I mean, it was just. She was wild. Right. And I think the problem with that season, though, too, because I watched it back not too long ago, was it was edited weird. Like, we weren't... It was, like, trying to show that this Siggy versus Margaret was a toe-to-toe fight, but it wasn't. I wish they just showed how more unhinged Siggy was, if that makes sense. Well, I definitely felt like Margaret was not, (laughs) like, wrong at all. I never saw... Like, I was definitely never Team Siggy, Siggy, but, like, I just... Yeah, and then they had Jersey had that weird season where you know it was season six when they brought in the twins and yeah. Amber, which it actually was a good season. I, I enjoyed it, but I think people 
it was weird because Jersey had that long break while Tree was in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And so I think there was just like a lot. And at the end of season five, everyone was exhausted of the Caroline, Jacqueline versus yeah, Teresa uh, and Melissa and all, you know. They had a weird middle ground that right. like, I know why their viewership dropped, but I hope they all come back. Yeah, you need to come back right, right now. Right now is great. Right. Okay, so that's basically wraps up our top five. I'm kind of happy we didn't have... I thought we were going to have more crossover, but you, I forgot about the epic jersey scene. Yeah, I'm glad we, perfect. we did as well. We got um, to you're just... I love... This is like... I feel like I'm talking a different language, and somebody that gets it, it's really exciting. To I me. love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you obviously do some great work on your Faces by Bravo account. If you're not yeah. following, it's Faces by Bravo on Insta. And Twitter, do you want to, what's your personal, if people want to follow your day-to-day life? Um, uh, at Faces by Bravo for um, all of my Bravo memes, my Bravo takes on uh, episodes and Housewives. Uh, do a lot of polls. We do a lot of brackets, similar to like March Madness type deal. Yep, I love it. Um, this or that. Um, and then I always open up the questions to see like, you know, to interact with everybody and kind of get discussions going about what's going on in the Bravo world. Um, my personal is at Steven, S-T-E-E-E, three E's, underscore P-H-E-N. Okay. Um, but really the most interesting part is Facing by Bravo. (laughs) It's a fun account. It's fun. Um, also coming out, um, in the near future, not a set date, but, um, Bravo Historian. Yes. Um, I'm excited for this. One of my favorite, favorite accounts as well. So fun fact with her and I, we have been like virtual friends for like, three years we met at BravoCon for the first time I didn't know that what a place so many people said that they were like wait you guys weren't friends ahead of time like real life I was like no we like text every day but like we had never and we FaceTimed we like but we had never met in real life wow what a place to meet right it was wild so special oh that like made me feel something I know um so we're coming out with our podcast called but now we said it. Yes, I love that title. Um, and basically, uh, as Chrissy Teigen once said, the only thing better than a new episode of Housewives is a really old episode of Housewives. Amen. So we will be recapping old seasons of Housewives episode by episode um, and really going back to the glory days of Housewives. So make sure you check us out. I'll Obviously, we'll be promoting when we're going to drop. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to your podcast. Make sure you're following at Faces by Bravo. If you're not doing so already, you can follow me at A N. Whoa, I can't even spell my name. A N E A L Joshua. Uh, we have our brunch series coming up in Toronto. If you're in Toronto, we have Teresa Giudice coming. So we're gonna do a holiday brunch with her. You can get tickets. It's all on my social. If you want more information. Thank you for being here. I Thank hope you, you would come back and I, we can do some deep dives onto Housewives. I, I am always ready. Awesome. Well, thank you. And yeah. remember, th- the thirst is real. Hey, yeah. Say hello to Hey You. Hey. Get over 250 of the reality shows you love. Oh my God. All in one place. Get new episodes the same day they air on TV. It's reality. 100%. More than 7,000 episodes ad-free. Amazing. Over the top and fabulous. Hot. Hey You. Anytime, anywhere. It's Hey You. Hey You. Head to heyyou.ca or download the app to start your one month free.